Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. I am Henry Liu, and today I'm joined by Porfirio Rangel. Porfirio, how are you doing? Pretty good, Henry. Happy to be here. Excellent. I am also joined by Christian Diadamo. Christian, how are you doing? Doing well, Henry. Doing well. And we are joined by Rainier. Rainier, how goes? Good. How's it going? Doing well. We are also joined by a very special guest. We are joined by Vito from the Not Your Father's Movies podcast. Vito, how goes? Very good. Very good. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Very excited to be here. Thank you for joining in. And before we dive into Mortal Kombat, our main theme today, yeah, maybe you could tell us a little bit about your podcast. Sure. Love to. Uh, So my podcast, I do it with two other dads, my buddies, Mike and Jesse. It's not your father's movies. There we kind of discuss the dad genre of movie, whatever that is. And we try and define it in some way by picking series to cover that, you know, we enjoyed with our dads or that we're going to see us enjoying with our own kids. You know, we all have kids. We all want to show them the movies that have come out since we were kids. We're not really sure which ones to do them. So we kind of pick these different series to go through and talk with each other and say, like, is this a dad movie? Would we show this to our kids? When would we do so? Um, and I'm really excited to be here tonight talking Mortal Kombat because uh, this is out for my two hosts that might be listening later on out there who unilaterally did not want to show this to their kids. And therefore it was not available on our show. <laughs> but I really wanted to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, is Mortal Kombat on the list? To <laughs> Absolutely <consider>? not. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it would be on the one, like when my kids might come home from college or something. And then, you know, they go to my wife and they, and they where's dad? He's in the basement and they go, Oh no. Mortal Kombat again? <laughs> nice. But that, that's our show. That's what we do. And find us at uh, nyfmovies.com. Awesome. So I didn't want to tangent too much, but I am curious, what makes for a dad movie? Like, what do you consider a quote unquote dad movie? It varies. <laughs> it varies from day to day and from dad to dad, as we like to say. Uh, a big part of it is just, can you... Are, are you excited to show this to, to your kids? Or, you know, if you don't have kids, would you be excited to show this to a young person in your life? You know, does this have something that you find meaningful? It could be a message, quote unquote, uh, could be just something that you find really cool or really interesting that it talks about. Like um, we cover the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy and my two co-hosts did not want to vote that third Spider-Man as a dad movie, but I have huge memories of saying that with my dad. And I know it's not good. I know it's in fact downright terrible, but I voted for it because I want to pass on the memories that I had with my dad seeing it to my kids. And I know they won't care, but that, hey, that's that's like a dad's job. It's like, I'm going to bore the hell out of you, kid, but I got to tell you this. <laughs> so with that loose framework, I mean, I think my other co-host, Jesse, he's got more of a, a well thought out take. But for me, it's much more about that feeling. What am I excited to show? That's cool. Awesome. I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually thinking of movies that I saw as a kid with my dad. And there are movies I don't think I'd ever watch with my kids. Like I saw RoboCop with my dad. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I think we saw, yeah, uh, Garbage Pail Kids. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> House Party. I don't know if you guys remember that. House Party. Yeah. 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 
<laughs> and now that I'm thinking about like, dad, what were you thinking? Taking me to these movies. <laughs> Sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I turned out. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, there's definitely an argument for RoboCop then is what I'm hearing. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Okay. So today is April 29th. 2021 and we're going to talk about Mortal Kombat um, real quick uh, the Comic Sauce podcast is social now check us out at Comic Sauce Pod on Twitter and Instagram and now on to Mortal Kombat so yeah this is a little bit of a departure for us because we tend to keep it in the comics realm but uh, no doubt tonight we're going to talk video game stuff. Mortal Kombat originally was a video game, right? That's where it all started. Uh, Mortal Kombat is a video game series developed by Midway. Creators Ed Boon and John Tobias. Uh, so it started, started out as a video game. It has since become so much more right <laughs> uh so the reason why we're all talking about it right now is because there's a new mortal Kombat movie right brand new release year 2021 just came out on hbo max we've all seen it and we're gonna dive into it uh but first i, th I thought it might be fun to get a little gauge on where do we all fall in the mortal Kombat? fandom spectrum you know like i said uh the majority of us talk comics all the time right but what about this video game property you know are we mortal Kombat fans if so like to what degree right um yeah maybe we'll start with that so what was your experience with mortal Kombat before seeing this new movie and you know where would you consider yourself on that that fandom spectrum. Maybe we can just go down the line here. Uh, Perfurio, you want to start? Yeah, sure. So let's see, Mike, I got into it. Yeah, in elementary school back in the early 2000s. Um, yeah, it was introduced to it with, with my cousins. We played it on PlayStation, I think. And yeah, it was definitely, like, one of those games where, like, you know, like, adults tell you, don't play. So, obviously, we're little kids. We're like, yeah, let's play. Blood, fighting, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, then we watched the movies as a kid. And at that time, you know, like, it's like, oh, these graphics are pretty awesome. And, you know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I love the characters. I love the whole fighting style and everything and yeah Mortal Kombat is just fucking awesome <laughs> cool uh, how about you Christian all right so I started with Mortal Kombat um let's see probably around yeah elementary school um I think like I had a friend who had a Super Nintendo with Mortal Kombat 2 and that's kind of where I started with the game where um, it didn't have blood. Whenever you hit somebody, gray blood would come out, and that was "quote unquote" sweat. <laughs> and so I started with that, and then like kind of got more into it, kind of in like the PlayStation Two, like Xbox era. 
Um, and then like continued on. There is a there's a really good uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC game that I re- that I really enjoyed. Although that was like T, and they took out the fatalities in that game because they couldn't have like Superman and Batman do fatalities back then. <laughs> and um, and then I think I really got into it like with um, uh, the reboot game Mortal Kombat Nine. Um, that was a real big hit around uh, the college years, Xbox 360. Um, and then I also watched Mortal Kombat, like the movie. I really liked Mortal Kombat Legacy when that came out, season one. And let's see. That's probably, I think, where I ended with Mortal Kombat. My main was always Reptile. Oh, nice. Oh, Good call. one of those people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I turned invisible. Hey, real quick, on the Bloodless version of Mortal Kombat, I seem to to remember that. Wasn't that like a Nintendo? That was a Nintendo yeah, thing. That was, was a, that was a big deal. I remember that. I remember that mm-hmm. too, yeah. And everyone was upset that they like changed the color of the blood. And <laughs> I was like, it's just blood. But it meant a lot of things to a lot of people, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's where you uh, played the Bloodless version, Christian, on a Nintendo yeah. system? Okay. It- I think that's probably how my friend was able to get it. Like, oh, there's no blood. It's just sweat. Right. And really convinced his parents, you know? Yeah. And that's the only difference, right? It was like gray blood instead of red blood. Mm -hmm. Right. But that fact alone made that version of the game totally weak. Like, I remember just like, just hearing like, oh, no, no, that's not the real thing. Like, it's, it's no good. It sucks. I don't know if they took out fatalities in the game if you couldn't do them because like we were kids and like we didn't really know how to do any of that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay, how about you, Rainier? Ooh, where am I on this spectrum? Um, let's see. So I played Mortal Kombat when... Well, I should probably start with I was more of a Street Fighter kid, so <laughs> full disclosure. <laughs> and that was the days of going to the pizza shop you know, uh, waiting in line by putting my quarter up on the stand up and waiting my turn to play. Um, so my childhood really revolved around street fighter. And I mean, mortal Kombat was there. Like it was, it was there when I was a kid and, um, yeah, it's, it's always just kind of been around. And I, I did play it as a kid. I, I don't think I just got as, as excited as I did with like street fighter. Um, I did watch the movie. Uh, and I remember we watched, with my buddies i think we were in high school <laughs> and we watched we watched a double feature we watched mortal kombat and then we watched um uh oh man what's that movie gangster's paradise um oh my gosh i can't remember the name of the movie the one with michelle pfeiffer yes something <laughs> dangerous <laughs> minds d- dangerous d- d- minds. yes that's it yeah there you go and it, it's funny because we left the theater like on such a downer and it's like we should have done it the other way around <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, I thought Mortal Kombat was cool. Like, it was it was different. It was obviously very different from Street Fighter, and like the idea of fatalities that you could like do an extra move like after you defeated your opponent. I thought it was cool. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, but that's as far as I got. I never, yeah. It, and well, I mean, it's actually probably more recently. Um, I think Mortal Kombat is it's like a Warner Brothers property. Um, and they integrated them into the gods among us game, the DC game. So you could fight like Batman and Superman versus like Scorpion. Uh, I think sub zero is in there. I think that might've been the latest version of any level of mortal Kombat that I played. 
Cool. That's awesome. Okay, how about you, Vito? Uh, I think this is actually the first game I actually really remember playing. I, I was very young and I went to an arcade. Uh, I was young enough that I had to go with my dad. And I remember standing there at the buttons and he hadn't put any quarters in yet. And I remember, you know, they'd show you the, the pre-fight. And I remember like grabbing, the, hitting like the two buttons that you had and moving the joystick and being like, wow, I'm really good. I'm so good. I'm wasting this guy. <laughs> and then he's like, oh yeah, I haven't put any money in. You're not actually playing yet. I was like, oh, oh okay. And then he put the money in and I died immediately. Um, but that was that was like my first taste of, of Mortal Kombat and video games. Um, yeah, so I've, Mortal Kombat's been in my life for a long time, but not in a very active way. It's I don't play it on the regular. I'm not a big fighting game guy, uh, but Mortal Kombat to me always defined fighting games, even as I discovered like Street Fighter, as we're saying, or discovered uh, Tekken. Um, yeah, and so all my Mortal Kombat experiences, either from that opening moment with my dad and then watching the the slipcase, you know, VHS of Mortal Kombat over and over and over and wearing it out, uh, watching that with my friends. And um, yeah, just kind of like early childhood memory and then sort of like what Porfirio was saying. And then also like what Christian's saying, in college, definitely a lot of those Xbox 360 parties. You know, you get a group of like 10 guys in a room, and two guys have to go head to head and you fight the winner, got to fight the loser. Yeah, it was like just a bonding thing. Um, always been around... Never been a huge fan, I guess, just because I never was into the lore or anything. But I, I love how campy and cheesy and, and kind of terrible those old movies are. And I, I have a special place in my heart for things like that. So, yeah, I, I have known about it for as long as I've known about video games. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so for me, yeah, Mortal Kombat kind of similarly definitely holds a special place in my heart. And yeah, it's something that hasn't really been with me like for, you know, the last 20, 30 years. But there was like a brief period in the 90s where I was so fully into it. It was pretty wild. Like I watched the original movie. I had a Sega Genesis and I played Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 like all the time. Um Something that I, I did that no one has mentioned is the the music. The music of Mortal Kombat was really huge in the 90s also. So I had all that stuff. I had the video game soundtrack. I had the movie soundtrack. I had the sequel uh, soundtrack. All, you know, all of that stuff, right? I, there, I think there was a moment where there had to have been many moments where I had my, uh, my like three disc changer and it was just everything in there was a mortal Kombat cd <laughs> i just had it in heavy rotation so i was and i did martial arts too so like there had to have been like a year where like i was doing martial arts i was playing mortal Kombat video games i was watching mortal Kombat movies and i was listening to mortal Kombat music and it was just like it i was consumed with it right um so yeah waiting i was waiting for you to say it. i was doing fatalities <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe I, that, that would have been next if i went down that rabbit hole <laughs> actually actually to that to that note henry I, I also did martial arts for for about 12 years uh when i was when i was younger and the amount of times that i heard mortal Kombat played at, at an expo somewhere just over a large gymnasium was like equal to the amount of times that they played that song, you know, y'all ready for this? Do, 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 do. Yes. So this, this song, 
those two songs, I think for me, were played probably every other weekend for, you know, eight, 10 years of my life. I hear it and I have almost like a visceral response to it. Like, wait, I got I'm looking for a punch. Where's it coming from? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. With, uh, with the new movie that came out to kind of psych myself up, I went back into my old CD collection and I yeah, played some of the old C- those old CDs and man, yeah, they, they brought back a lot of great memories for sure. Okay, so uh, real quick, Christian, you mentioned your favorite Mortal Kombat character. Interesting pick, Reptile. Like, I'm kind of curious if, if others have, have a favorite character. Mine was Scorpion. Um, that's, I think, a pretty common answer. Um, yeah, like that, that cable with the spear at the end. I mean, pretty amazing. And the whole, pretty come good. here, get over here <laughs> thing, you know, like amazing. You know, like the first time, I, I did that. I think I did it on accident. I didn't even know he could shoot the spear out of his wrist and, and he did it. And then he pulls it in and do the uppercut thing. And the guy goes flying and the blood comes spurting out. Like I was like in, in, in amazement, you know, <laughs> couldn't believe what I see. And, uh, but yeah, anybody else have a favorite Mortal Kombat character? Yeah, mine. So mine I always picked uh, Katana. Just because, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, since I, was, I always played with family, everybody was like, I'm this person, I'm this person. So I always wanted to be Scorpion, but, you know, another cousin was like, no, I'm Scorpion. You can't <laughs> pick Scorpion. So, um, but, yeah, I never, nobody ever, you know, since it was just, like, a group of guys, nobody picked any of the girls. But I loved playing Katana. She was uh, her moves were so easy to learn and her moves were very effective and um, I just loved the blue costume. <laughs> it yeah. was just, um, yeah, and she was super awesome and fun. Yeah. Nice. The character that stood out for me most was Raiden um, only because like it, it, it reminded me so much of uh, Big Trouble in Little China and I remember thinking, I wonder if they modeled Raiden after that character. Oh, I'm pretty sure every Mortal Kombat character is a ripoff of something else. I didn't so. realize, so I don't know if you guys have all seen that um, high, is it high scores on Netflix um, yeah, yeah. where they go into the history of video games that they had originally modeled um, uh, is it Johnny Cage? Johnny Cage after um, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yes. 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 And they originally pitched it to him, right? And he declined, obviously. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. didn't he go on to play Guile? Yes, he did. Yes. <laughs> he would have been better off as uh, Luke Cage. Or uh, not Luke Cage, sorry. Um, Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage. So right, Luke Cage. <laughs> that would not work. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> but to me, you, you just listed one of the greatest, well, worst, uh, missed opportunities of all time. You know, it should have been Jean-Claude Van Damme playing Johnny Cage in the original Mortal Kombat movie. That movie was awesome. Like I said before, it holds a special place in my heart. And the video game character was based on Van Damme. And then Van Damme turns it down. And what does he do? He does Street Fighter movie, which was god awful, you know? So it's just too bad how that all worked out, right? But that's one of those things, like one of those great what ifs. Like, what if Van Damme was in the Mortal Kombat movie? It could have been like, so amazing right yeah. we'll never know how it would have turned out i guess we're gonna see if it's gonna be uh ryan reynolds next 
That's 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 the rumors. <laughs> he that, he could be a great Johnny yeah, Cage. He could yeah. do it. <laughs> he could be smarmy and enough of a enough of an ass. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> uh, my um, my favorite was always Sub Zero. I, I I as a kid I I got it mixed up. Cause I would always see like Scorpion was the one that had the skull head and would breathe the fire and summon the demon hand. So I always just assumed that he was evil. And the good guy was the guy in blue who had the ice. I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Sub-Zero good yeah. guy. And it was really shocking, you know, years on having not paid any attention to the lore to watching the animated um, Mortal Kombat legends movie and realizing that Scorpion was the good guy this whole time. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, and they're leaning into that with the new movie too. Mm-hmm. Like what happened? Uh, same thing. Like, uh, where did it turn around? Because before it was Sub Zero, who was more of the like anti-hero type yeah. character, and Scorpion was just like evil incarnate, right? Yep. Yep. But uh, somewhere along the line, it just flipped. Like I was very surprised. Like, yeah, both of the movies you mentioned, Vito, like. It, it it turned around, which is which is uh, odd to me. But yeah, I, I was yeah. just I was shocked. It's like I felt like uh, a bunch of people had come to a ruling without me, and then didn't tell me <laughs> for about ten years. <laughs> and then when I finally found out, I just felt I felt really I was like there's egg in my face now. But it's nice knowing Henry. You didn't know either. Was was yeah. this known to other people? I mean, Rainier, you're talking about how you didn't really have Mortal Combat in your life, but did other people know this? I kind of thought that like. I thought because they sort of shared a very similar like aesthetic that they were part of some like crew together <laughs> and they were both kind of like a little bit of good, maybe a little bit of bad. Nice. <laughs> like, I wonder if it's because Scorpion just got so popular that he just kind of, they just really wanted to make him the protagonist over time, you know? Mm-hmm. That's probably it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so another fun kind of uh, fandom-related question is Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat? Rainier mentioned he's more of a Street Fighter guy. Um, but yeah, what about everyone else? Do you have a preference, one or the other? Thoughts? Um, probably Mortal Kombat for me. I actually, um, I never really played Street Fighter until college when I had, I, I like roomed with a bunch of guys who were like really into fighting games. And like, I, I had a roommate who was like really big into Street Fighter three. Like he played every day. He went to the practice room and I was like, Oh, Hey, can I sit down and play with you one day? <laughs> and, um, I was like, I, I like, you know, like I only knew like a few characters. Oh, I'll pick Chun-Li. And I just beat him butt mashing his Ch- Chun Li, <laughs> this like very experienced Street Fighter player. And he got he got real mad, <laughs> and so I played with him until for like a while, just button mashing Chun Li until he would beat me. And so like I've always stayed with um I guess Mortal Kombat, but like I do I, like after playing it, I have like garnered kind of a love of Street Fighter. I guess over time, you know. Um, I, I actually watched the animated movie, which is actually pretty good. Uh, Street Fighter 2, the animated movie. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. I saw that. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um, but I guess, like, you know, I, the fighting game that I always kind of grew up with, and I guess I still kind of play today, is Super Smash Bros., which yeah. is, is kind of its own mm. its own world, you know? Hey, Christian, when you were button-mashing uh, 
against your buddy with Chun Li, and you were beating him left and right. Who who was he playing? Uh, <laughs> Tell me, Zangief. <laughs> I think he was. Uh, I'm trying to remember. It was uh, there was two brothers. It was like Yin and Yan. I think he was Yan. Uh, I'm probably I'm probably butchering the name. Might have been Yang. It might have been something else. It's like off the top of my head. But I think that's who it was. It was like Yang or Yan. I should know this. <laughs> I know we're, we're looking at you. You're the one that knows, man. Tell us. <laughs> well, I'm original Street Fighter too, so like oh. all the turbo stuff, like I kind of dabbled in it, but not 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 so much. You're a purist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can say that. I, I uh, didn't. Oh yeah, go ahead, Vito. Oh, okay. Um, I I just to sort of launch off that point. I I just loved. Mortal Kombat was fighting games for me for a really long time until I got to college, like Christian's saying. And then I found out that there was a whole, like there's all these hives of people that love fighting games and they love their fighting game a lot. So there was six or seven frat guys that really love Mortal Kombat because they got to cheer when the fatality happened, you know? And then there's the guys that loved Street Fighter and they're the ones that were quite skilled, pretty experienced. Like it wasn't very much fun playing with them because they were very much into the, the technique of it. And then there's those weird guys that played Soul Calibur that no one else played with, <laughs> but they all played Soul Calibur. I never got to experience Soul Calibur because of the Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter gang sort of allying themselves against the Soul Calibur gang. But everyone could agree in the end that Super Smash Brothers was king and everyone loves Super Smash. And we all just played Super really? Smash because because anyone can play it. You can pick it up after like 10 minutes. It's great. Um, yeah, that, that's that's kind of where, where I'm at with that is, as far as the whole debate goes. I did own Street Fighter back back when, but it was it. I was a kid. It was way too hard for me. I, I could not figure out what to do with all those buttons. Yeah, I too was more of a Mortal Kombat person. Um, I wouldn't say like heavily in that camp. I think there's a lot of appeal to both sides. You know, Street Fighter definitely had the cooler look. I think it has a kind of anime style to it. Um, Mortal Kombat was going for something very different. They were going for more of a real life look, right? Um, so, but you know, the the aesthetics, I think, I think Street Fighter kind of wins that battle. Um, but then with, yeah, I mentioned the movies, right? Uh, that was pretty formative. In the 90s, the Mortal Kombat movie came out and so did the Street Fighter movie. And the Mortal Kombat movie was so much better than the Street <laughs> Fighter movie. That like really like solidified my stance in that rivalry, right? Um, uh, the gameplay, I think that's worth worth mentioning too. I think I enjoyed the the Mortal Kombat gameplay a little more. Um, I don't know. I felt it was a little bit more like like more of an adrenaline rush, right? Maybe it was the blood flying around or just kind of a seemingly faster pace. Um, yeah, there was like there was some stuff where like you could fly from one side of the screen to the other, like teleportation stuff and just made for like this faster experience. I, I think that that probably has a lot to do with um, my, my main playing. It was through that ultimate Mortal Kombat three. I, I remember that was kind of billed as like the, the, uh, the, the Mortal Kombat on steroids version of the game, right? It was like hyped up, sped up, um, and yeah, I, I, I got into it. It, it was uh, very exciting playing that game. So yeah, hence, I think uh, the needle moved more into uh, Mortal Kombat for me. 
Would you say the learning curve for Mortal Kombat was probably easier than Street Fighter? I kind of think so. Yeah. Because like when I think Street Fighter, like I think of like everyone that does like combos and like stringing combos together. And that was the one thing I remember most when I when I dropped Street Fighter to play Mortal Kombat, like stringing combos didn't seem as responsive yeah. in Mortal Kombat than it did in Street Fighter. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, you would you would eventually that. get to the combos. Um, but when you're starting out, you're just like punch, 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 uppercut. And and if you did that, you're already like you're you're already formidable. Like you can get stuff done, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just or you sweep can get... the leg over and over. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. sweep the leg over and over. Don't do that. That's how you that's how you lose friends and family. <laughs> okay. How about you, Preferio? Did you have a preference, one or the other? I mean, just because of accessibility i just i played more combat more the one time i actually played like yeah street fighter was when like i went to like the car wash and my fa- my parents would give me the coins to go play like the arcade game while i was waiting um but yeah definitely more combat all the way all right um so one last little bit before we dive into the new movie uh what about like past on-screen portrayals of this franchise you know this isn't the one and only Mortal Kombat movie or show um there have been a number of movies live action and animated um thoughts there I know a lot of us have seen the past movies um yeah any thoughts on your you know uh, your experiences with the past Mortal Kombat films Christian, I, I see, I see you itching, man. You want to talk about the TV shows? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's actually one thing, specific thing I wanted to, I guess, shout out. So back around like you know, 2010, I think 2011, um, there was like a really good fan video about Mortal Kombat that got put out. Um, I showed it to Perferia the other day, and I'll probably link it in the chat because I think it's really cool. But um, it's called Mortal Kombat um, Rebirth. And so, basically, it's um, it's kind of like meant to be like this, like gritty, almost like horror version of Mortal Kombat with like no supernatural abilities. And it's like this, like five ten minute video where Jax is has like Scorpion in an interrogation room, and he kind of goes through a profile of a bunch of different like Mortal Kombat characters. Where like um, Baraka's just uh, like a surgeon that went crazy and put blades in his arms and there's this underground tournament that's going on where like Shang Sun is bringing together everybody and you kind of just see like little snippets of like different takes of these Mortal Kombat characters and I think it's it's really cool like I watched it again after watching this movie and it's still great I'll probably link it once we're done with this podcast I do want to see it cool for me, like the Mortal Kombat movie, when I saw the commercial, I remember I remember thinking, man, this movie looks like the video game like just came to life. Like the, the characters move like the characters are supposed to. They're saying the things that they say in the video game. And like that, you know, that techno beat like soundtrack, like that just kind of sticks with you. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's, for me, I, I I think I like went through like phases with the movie. Like I remember when it first came out, the OG movie, I liked it because I was a kid. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Then in college, I was like, this is outdated. This is stupid. And now I watched, you know, last week with you, Henry, and I was like, this is really good. Even though it's like yeah. corny as hell. Now it's just like, this is still pretty good. And I love it. <laughs> I actually haven't seen it since I like, for, I think I first saw it. Does it still hold up? <laughs> I think so. I think like, I think, you know, uh, I want to save my thoughts for comparing the new one with the old one. But like after, yeah, watching with the, the new one, I think it still does hold up. I think the thing I learned to appreciate it more <laughs> on a, a higher level, but yeah. I think now that I think about it, I don't think I was um, the, the the guy they cast to play Raiden again, referencing uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Like it didn't like <laughs> didn't compute for me. Like it seemed like a, a, a it wasn't a casting choice I would have selected. <laughs> That's funny. So how about you, Vito? Um, yeah, I. Like, like I said earlier, I loved that original. Um, watched it again just last week. Uh, as as Prefiro was saying, definitely had my peaks and valleys with that movie. From being, it's awesome, to being, you know, 20 and saying, you know, this is trash. To, to being a little older now and being like, actually, you know, this has its place. This has its, this has its uh, unique identity that not many things can share with it, you know. Um, what I can say, though, with, without almost reservation at all, is that Mortal Kombat Annihilation is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, it is it is unpardonably bad. <laughs> like it just doesn't make sense for him from a minute to minute basis. Uh, yeah. That being said, I had a really good time watching it with a friend of mine who was visiting and uh, we were just very confused for most of it. <laughs> but laughing, you know, and I was like, this is this is perfect. This is a, this is a good, bad movie, you know, Um. But then that that animated Mortal Kombat uh, Legends Scorpion. I'm sorry, the title is very long. I don't remember the whole thing. Um, but that one was a shock to me. That was, I was like, wow, there are characters and they have arcs and motivations and desires and reasons for acting and there's there's growth and change across a period, you know, like a movie. <laughs> and that that would just impress the hell out of me. I had not been expecting that at all, especially in something as uh, violent and like seemingly transgressive feeling as Mortal Kombat. And so coming to this movie, this new one was, was, yeah, I got, I got a lot more thoughts about it, but that's, that's what I have seen and kind of what I think about it in general. I'm really curious to see how bad Annihilation is. Is it one of those things where it's so bad, it's good, or it's just so bad, it's really bad. <laughs> it might depend on your day. I'm not sure. <laughs> kind of both at the same time. Like it's like yeah. Batman and Robin, <laughs> like, Oh, just one-liners everywhere, and they throw in a yeah. fight scene here and there. It, it's kind of never, they never stop fighting almost, right? <laughs> like, it's a lot of, like, you kick, and then someone else kicks, and there's, like, a long, slow, like, fly through the air into a stack of bricks, and then the bricks explode. And there's all this, like, nice uh, green screen background of, like, lightning all the time. <laughs> I don't I don't know. It's hard to describe. It's on HBO Max. It reminds me of, have you guys seen Ultraviolet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It yeah. reminds me of that. Like it was all fighting, like no story. <laughs> right. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah. It sounds like Vito and Christian, you're a little bit in the camp of it's so bad. It's kind of good sort of thing. I will say definitively, this movie is unwatchable. Mortal Kombat <laughs> Annihilation is maybe the worst movie I have ever seen, period. 
And um, it's crazy. I, I saw that, that movie in the movie theaters when it came out, 1997, um, was appalled. I had a terrible experience. Like I said, I loved the original. So I was really looking forward to this sequel and it was just terrible. I, I hated it, you know, locked it away, blocked it in my, my mind for like, you know, 20 plus years until last week, right? You know, discovered it was on HBO Max, knew we were going to do a Mortal Kombat themed episode. So I thought, hey, let's revisit this, this movie. And it, it was like maybe worse than my first experience watching it in the 90s. You know, it's, it's just terrible. It's uh, I'm telling you, if the five of us met like in a dirt lot and we on an iPhone, we shot like a Kung Fu movie, it would have turned out better than this piece of shit. You know, Agreed. we could do a better job. <laughs> it's not bad. OK, it helped. It helped that I had a friend and there was a couple beers involved. Uh, and, uh, you know, you know, one of those where you sort of watch for a while and you talk and you go, what's happening? I don't remember. Oh, you got punched in the face. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Not engagement whatsoever. There but you you're right. I, I would agree with you too, Henry. You're absolutely right. It did kind of help me though. My son actually watched Mortal Kombat Annihilation with me and he kind of got a kick out of it. You know, he's six years old. So that kind of gives you an idea of the appeal level of the movie. But he's like, oh, ninjas and robots are fighting each other. That's cool. So there you go. Perfect. Um, but oh, this should lead nicely into our main topic, the new movie. Uh, but I wanted to give my thoughts on the original Mortal Kombat movie. And um, I got to say, this is an all-timer for me. Um, watching it with you last week, Perfirio, was so much fun. I hadn't seen it in a long time. Um, but I really, like, cherished this movie before, you know. Seeing it again, it definitely held up for me. Um to me, it's, it's so great in so many different ways. Um, so I'm starting to get into the new movie territory a little bit. I will say that I was quite disappointed in the new movie. And I think the reason is it's kind of everything the original Mortal Kombat movie wasn't. You know, I felt like the original Mortal Kombat movie, number one, above anything else, it was a kung fu flick. It was a kung fu flick in the vein of Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, Jean-Claude Van Damme, all that stuff, right? It, it was that before it was a video game adaptation, before it was a special effects movie, before it was any of that stuff, right? So it was a Kung Fu movie made by real martial artists. You know, the actor who plays Liu Kang has legit martial arts ability. The, the stunt actors who play Reptile, Scorpion, and Sub-Zero are amazing, you know? Like, they are really great. They are legit, like, physically gifted, you know? Um, so there is the Mortal Kombat stamp of approval on it where you get some flourishes of special effects and you do get uh, Sub-Zero's ice abilities and um, the superpowers, right? But that all kind of took a backseat to just straight up hand-to-hand -hand combat and really well choreographed fight scenes, right? Um, so we're gonna get into the new movie, but I felt like the new movie really lacked in, in that department, yeah? Um, what else can I say? The Mortal Kombat theme song 
is so fucking good. I cannot tell you. <laughs> we, we already talked about this, but I have to talk about it again. Like anytime I hear that song, it just amps me up. I want to just like start throwing kicks and roundhouses and punches and combos and stuff. And uh, the original movie starts with that song. And then you hear it again during the movie. And then you hear it again in the movie. And then you hear it in the end credits, you know, it's it's all throughout the movie and uh, the way it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? There's a nice campiness in the movie. I love that. It doesn't take itself too seriously. And that's very much in the spirit of the video games, right? The video games, I think at some point, it, the, the creators of the video game, the head popped up and would say, toasty, stuff like that, right? Um, <laughs> it's just funny, goofy stuff like that, kind of like a Stan Lee sort of thing going on. Um, so the, the video, uh, the movie sort of, you know, embraced that spirit of fun and campiness. Uh, it's great. It's, it's a great movie. I mean, the effects are very dated. And the acting is not very good. <laughs> let's let's uh, let's let's say that. Uh, but um, there is so much appeal to this movie to me. It's it's just like a special movie to me. Um, one other big thing. Uh, there's a fight in this movie. Liu Kang versus Reptile. It is amazing. <laughs> this fight is one of the all-time great martial arts scenes. In, in like movie history to me. It's so great that the, the stunt work, the, the fight choreography, the music, they had this great uh, Juno reactor song. It's really long too, they let it play out. They don't like end it too soon. It, it kind of doesn't make any sense. It like comes out of nowhere. It, it, uh, it's not really a tournament battle. It's just, it's like, it's, it's great surprise moment. Um, so I can't say enough about uh, the original Mortal Kombat movie. And probably it has, that movie has a lot to do with my disappointment for the new one. Uh, so let's get into the new movie. Um, I'll get into my thoughts a little more. I'll, st- I'll just start there, that it was a pretty big disappointment for me. This new movie was a pretty big disappointment. Uh, how about the rest of you guys? Uh, what were your thoughts, initial thoughts uh, on the new Mortal Kombat movie? All right. Um, I'll start. Uh, so I guess no spoilers for my initial thoughts. I enjoyed the movie. I think that uh, I get I like I completely get what you're saying to where the, there is something very disappointing in like the choreography did take a, a bit of a backseat. But I think with that, there's something that I've always kind of wanted from that Mortal Kombat movie that I think the original didn't provide. That's just like gore. And uh, lot lots of it. Seeing the fatalities and seeing like a bunch of those nice little fan service moments did put a pretty big grin on my face. I'm not gonna lie. Like, can you know, Liu Kang do like you know, kill somebody with his hat, and you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, and there's some really cool like big hype moments to the movie like i think when you see like the fights themselves and you see someone do the move your move that you like or a character that you really like appear like it's real hype it's really cool but there's also some parts of the movie that i just kind of didn't like and i think there's some parts of the movie that like i think the original did do better that 
I guess I'll 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 get into a, a little more later, but overall, yeah, you know, I enjoyed it. I thought I thought the fights were fun. Really good review. <laughs> <laughs> overall, I enjoyed it. I thought the fights were fun. Yeah. I like gore. <laughs> I do too. I do too. And I was so happy to see it here. And that's actually like the you know what what when Henry's talking about like the charm right of the older one of the the actual martial artists you know putting on just the, the costumes or whatever and getting out there and doing the actual fights for real you know the, the editing is choppy and the filming isn't so great but you can tell that the people performing the moves really know how to do them uh, as opposed to here where even though it's really impressive that we have a two-scale goro that has four operational arms that can move because of computer generated computer generated imagery there is something that feels a little lacking right um, a little soulless where the hits don't really feel like hits. Uh, whereas uh, before, you know, you like in, in Mortal Kombat Annihilation, when someone would get kicked and then they'd step on the ground and you see the ground is just padded, you know, like the, the stone kind of bends in. You're like, oh, OK, but it, it, it feels tactile in a way. Um, yeah, I, I really dug the fights. That's that's why I'm that's why I'm here. And what I was surprised by was that incorporation of the Scorpion kind of story. Um, opening it up uh, with his killing and his family's killing as well and Raiden's adopting of, of his child. I just wasn't expecting them to do that so quickly. And then this new character played by Louis Tan, Cole Young. Uh, it's an interesting choice to add a new fighter, especially a fighter whose power is um, Black Panther's power. Uh, I, I, I can't say I was excited. <laughs> but... It was something. It was something different for a franchise that I think maybe needs to try some different things. And in the end, when it was all over, I got to see I got to see Scorpion say, get over here. You know, I got to see Sub-Zero stab Scorpion with a knife of Scorpion's own blood. Uh, I got to see Goro get stuck through the eye with a baton. I was happy. It's all good. <laughs> like, I'm happy with this. But at the same time, I, I would never hold this movie in the sort of reverence that um, that I even hold the original to be so. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine, in my opinion, but not it. Maybe it's a little less than fine. Got it. Uh, for me, I, going off what you were saying, Christian, I just, you know, in this movie, I kind of had no expectation of a good storyline, no Oscar worthy performance, but I just wanted blood and gores, blood action. You know, that's what I always liked about Mortal Kombat. And it gave me that, but. The whole, yeah, like luster of um, a storyline, I, I didn't care so much for the characters, except maybe Kano. Like, he was the only one that was like, okay, this guy's actually pretty funny. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I was just, I think that's why, like I said, I appreciate the OG one so much better, because even though it's like, it was cheesy of all the one-liners, like, flawless victory, fatality, it, like, play true to the Mortal Kombat spirit and I felt like that's something that this movie was missing that like I didn't get that Mortal Kombat um, style from this movie it was just like a bunch of fights and gore and all that kind of stuff and it was cool seeing some characters come alive with like today's effects like Goro and um, Liu Kang and Jax and all that but um that wasn't enough, I think, to save the movie. To save the movie, so I was just let me just say I was just just a little disappointed that we didn't get that, and that's why I say that I had so much. I had a higher appreciation than for the OG than this one. Got it. How about you, Renier? 
let's see. Where should I start? So I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Lewis Tan. Um, first, having seen him from Iron Fist and knowing the whole story about how he got that role. So I was like rooting for this guy. And then to hear that he got the Shatterstar role in Deadpool 2, um, come to behold, he didn't last very long on screen. And I'm nope. thinking, okay. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> uh, everyone's seen it. Come on. Um, <laughs> and so I was really rooting for Lewis Tan here. Um, I think right off the bat, like the movie, I think, I think it really tries to give like some depth to the story. Um, I think they were trying to give it like some meaning. And I think where it fell a little short was I was really curious to see what they were going to do with Lewis Tan's character. And it didn't really go that deep. Um, yeah. It was kind of hard to follow the guy uh, and his story and his family. Um, and then another actor, uh, he's the guy that plays Jimmy Olsen from the Supergirl series uh, who plays Jax. Uh, I saw an interview with, I mean, I liked his character on Supergirl. And so I was really rooting for him as well. Um and he was in an interview and he was like, man, this is like a dream role for me. Like I've always wanted to play this character because I've loved the game, like since I was a kid and his story felt like really short. <laughs> um, but like the characters that, I mean, like Kano and, uh, and, and uh, Scorpion and Sub-Zero, all those characters, like they were, they're great. Like they were, they were, they were cool. They're awesome. It would have been cool to have seen more of Scorpion's character. Um and the thing that I think the thing that was really nagging here was that like they kept talking about this tournament, this tournament that you gotta we have to we have to win this tournament. And there was no tournament, <laughs> and so that yep. felt really short for me. I was expecting like this epic like tournament like blood sport style, but it it didn't happen. Um, it fell short. It was it was fun to watch, um, but it it fell a little short for me. Got it, Renier. You just listed my number one gripe with this movie. Okay, so I didn't hate it outright. There were some aspects of the movie I did enjoy. I love the Asian representation in the movie. A lot of awesome Asian actors are in this movie. Um, this is a video franchise that was created by uh, two white guys who were essentially appropriating Asian culture with, uh, with the Mortal Kombat video games, right? So to have it turned around where there's like a ton of Asian actors doing these roles is pretty damn cool. You know, I, I definitely appreciated that. Um, Perferio, you mentioned Kano is really funny. I agree. He was hilarious in this, hilarious in this movie. Uh, he, was a, he was a highlight for sure. A um, couple cool fatality scenes. And we talked about the, the Kung Lao um, hat um, scene, which is... <laughs> Something else. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Let's give a spoiler alert now. We can get into spoilers for this movie. Um, but yeah, where is the fucking tournament? <laughs> How can you have a Mortal Kombat movie without a martial arts tournament? It does they not make any movie, sense. They reference that movie left and right. And it's like, okay, this is what I'm waiting for. Yeah. Oh, it, it didn't happen. It never <laughs> happened. Not, not only did the tournament not happen, but they never even had, well, I shouldn't say never, but they hardly had one-on-one -on -one battles. You know, like the opening scene, they had Sub-Zero and Scorpion. I guess there's a Goro versus Cole scene. But and most of the fighting was like team battles. Again, yeah. like this is not Mortal Kombat. This is just like, 
this is something else. Yeah, there, there's a line in the movie that I that I took note of where they're talking about how powerful Sub-Zero is, right? And Cole is like, yeah, I know that. Um, let's work as a team. He says this. This is Mortal Kombat. This is Mortal Kombat is one-on-one -on -one fighting. It is duel to the death, right? This is not Mortal Kombat. I don't know what this is. This is a, like a wannabe Avengers or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I... I I, I got to the very end. And I kept waiting, just like you were saying, Rainier. I kept waiting. When is this goddamn tournament going to start? You know, and it never did. So it, it was baffling. It was really baffling to me. It's like putting your quarter in the machine. It keeps <laughs> popping out of, the, out of the little thing. It's like it never yeah. happens. It never starts. <laughs> I was say, oh, sorry, Vito. I think you were going to say something there. No, no. I was just pointing at the screen because like, yes, it, that is exactly what it is. It is an Avengers style bullshit. Yeah, this is yeah. this is a, a big big move from a company that's been very financially successful to find its footing in another market, like a hundred percent. They want, I mean, we, we saw in the news, Joe, Joe Taslim, you know, who's fantastic at sub zero and talking about Asian representation and also talking about martial artists, you know, being martial artists in movies. He's fantastic. He's one of the best that we have right now. And he's like, yeah, I'm gonna be sub zero four more times. Don't worry. You're like, well, four, four more times. <laughs> There's going to be four more of these. Really? how how are we it, it, is there four more tournaments like what what are you doing because I, I can only imagine guys i want i want to hear what you guys think of this pitch for the next title okay mortal kombat 2 mortal kombat right that's what it's going to be there you go because yeah. now the actual mortal kombat's going to happen <laughs> mortal kombat the combat before the combat exactly <laughs> um no I, I, it's the thing that i when i when i say it's a little bit less than fine. What I mean is just like as an isolated experience of something that I was able to see in my basement on a Thursday night, uh, it costs $50 million to make it, it. I never thought I would see this again. That was great. That isolated time. But when you bring context into it, you know, when you're talking about the future and this kind of being a cynical cash grab, maybe, maybe setting up some sort of lazy new cinematic universe that's not very well connected because the games themselves have rebooted themselves so many times. When you start talking about this having any thread or connection to its past, like that's when it starts to get really foggy and really hazy for me in terms of how to even judge this. It's like if the first Marvel movie we saw had been the Avengers, like, would we like that movie? I, I don't know. A good question. Mm -hmm. Oh, we ask ourselves that all the time. Like, oh, what if you were just thrown into the Marvel Universe and you saw like Infinity War before you saw any other movie? Would you like it still? Our answer is generally no. Like there's too much backstory you're missing out on. Right. Um, so that's a good question for this one, too. Um, but yeah, I, I tend to think this is just not a very good movie. However, you, you slice it, you know. Um, oh, you know, one thing I wanted to mention, you know, I, I keep talking about how awesome the original Mortal Kombat theme song is. Where is the, the techno music in this movie? Oh, did you hear it in there? Oh, they actually kind of, they kind of sewed it in there. Did you hear it's, that? it's like okay. every now and then, right? Yeah, well, they put it every now and then, but it wasn't techno. It wasn't yeah, they techno. kind of like, they remixed it so that it would fit oh. like their, their tempo. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of the score. Like, I think at yeah. the end, during the, the final battle, you hear like a little bit of a nuanced version of the theme yeah. song, but it's definitely mm -hmm. not the original techno version. It's not like a dance remix or anything. 
Um, so it's barely there. And just generally the music in the movie is a total departure. Like they, they went away from, from techno entirely, which that rubbed me the wrong way. And then almost like a slap in the face during the end credits, they finally bring out like they a played dance it. version. They finally played it. They, they finally play it, which is good, but it was at the same time is this kind of weak ass dubstep version of it. And I was like, ah, mm. oh, fuck this shit. Like, no, 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 just no. Yeah, I'm not roundhousing to this. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I, I felt no desire to to throw some kicks, you know. So I, I've heard, that, I've heard enough bar. episodes of this show, by the way, Henry. I've heard enough episodes of you guys talking. You guys are all fantastic, by the way, in any episode I've picked up to know that you are very upset by this. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was legit upset. Legit. I, I, I was really angry and I loved your point earlier, though. I was so angry that we didn't, first of all, start this movie with with the words Mortal Kombat on screen and then having someone scream those words for me to know that that's what they said. I, I really appreciate that from the original movie. But I was also upset that all I kept hearing throughout it, it's like it's like they're treating the whole movie like a long dubstep buildup. And then the credits was the drop for some reason where they finally go. I was like, but it's over. You're done combating. But like, right. you should have put that earlier instead of all you get, like you're saying in the, in the scores, you get that little da, 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 da. And you no, no, come back. That was almost good. Bring exactly. that back to me. Uh, yeah. And that that's, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm talking too much. Uh, oh no. Great points. Great points. Um, yeah. I kind of felt overall with this new movie, they were going a little bit more for effects and gore over like kind of what I was saying with the original movie, well choreographed martial arts action, right? So, I mean, it seemed like a, a specific choice, um, but yeah, it just, yeah, it didn't seem right to me. Um, I do get what you're saying, Christian, like um, you got the gore you were looking for. Like to, to me, I was excited to, to watch this movie because I, I felt that finally, oh, they're going to take, the original Mortal Kombat movie, which worked well with real martial artists, and they're going to add the R-rated stuff that we didn't get. You know, they, they wanted a big box office, so they made that movie like PG-13, right? Um, now we get the rated R rating, right? So we, we get the blood and guts that we've been waiting our lifetime to get, to, to get right? Um, but sadly for me it was at the expense of of the kung fu action i was looking for right uh so kind of unfortunate oh and real quick on uh on lewis tan i felt like there was a big mis missed opportunity here um like you Rainier, i'm a fan of this guy you know um, i went to a, a panel he was on at san diego comic-con a few years ago and yeah he's this great story he busted his ass to get to where he is now he has a background in martial arts and stunts and fight choreography um and as much as i was looking forward to this movie as a mortal Kombat vehicle i was looking forward to it to see lewis tan finally get his leading role you know yeah um but again like he, there's a big missed opportunity here because um, like the Liu Kang actor, Robin Shao from the original Mortal Kombat movie, um, this guy has the chops. He has a lifetime of martial arts and stunt work. He could have done like the cool shit that Liu Kang did in the original, right? But 
I, I didn't think he really got the showcase uh, he should have gotten. This guy can do it. Like, and I kept waiting to see some like dope kung fu moves from him that never really happened. Right? Yeah, it was interesting. They positioned him as like an MMA fighter and a pretty shitty one at that. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like there's this this great martial artist here, and the character called for like a not so great martial artist. So I don't know. Didn't they say that his yeah. biggest issue was that he couldn't block? Wasn't that the thing? Like he or he didn't block? That, that, so, that, yeah. At the beginning, it was like all attack, and that's why he kept losing. Which I I I was just really because I remember that that beginning cage fight when he's got the guy like in the full arm bar and everything, the leg bar or whatever the bar is that he's got him in. It's something. Uh, but he's got him all the way there, and then he just completely loses it. And I was like, I don't think that that was the problem. I don't think there was any blocking issue there. It just seems like the guy just got out. And I, I just kept being confused by the choices that they gave that character. They kept asking him, like, you have to find your arcana, find your arcana. And everyone else finds their arcana in really easy ways, because um, I guess Kano, his arcana is his eye thing, which happens when he gets really mad. His one eye thing shoots out a laser when he's angry. Yeah. I don't see a through line there, but okay, movie, you're telling me that. And then Sonya Blade, when she kills Kano, her thing is armbands. Okay, I know that from the game, but again, I'm not, I don't see why that would be. And then with him, they're like, no, you see, though, he gets the shit kicked out of him all the time, right? That's his yeah. superpower, is he gets the shit kicked out. You go, I don't, okay, I That's guess. Hey, and speaking then, of, then, oh, go ahead. Ahead. No, I was just like, just, just with the two weapons. And also he has two weapons. And you go, why? But why does yeah. he have two weapons? Every time mm -hmm. you ask why, the movie's like, shh, shh, shh don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Just okay. go with it. <laughs> there will be more blood in a minute. <laughs> so speaking of, of blocking, I think that I, now that I remember it, I think the thing that was peculiar to me with the, the video game was, wasn't there a block button? Yeah. There <laughs> Street is. Fighter, no, you just, Street you Fighter, you just back. hold back and you're blocking, but there's yeah. a specific button for block. I, I yeah, just trying to tie it back. That's I rarely right. use it. <laughs> so you're more of a Lewis Tan kind of more of a Lewis Tan kind of guy. Got the shit beat out of me. Yeah, but that's my superpower. <laughs> All offense. <laughs> I think they were kind of going for this thing of uh, what the characters are driven by. So Kano is driven by anger. So once he tapped into his anger, he got his power. And then I think with Cole, it was like he's driven by his protectiveness to his family so i think when his family was legit threatened and in danger that's when his power came out i think you know i, I had to kind of reach for that but i think that's what they're going for um yeah. not to say that like the majority of the movie made much sense at all because yeah i was scratching my head for a lot they have, of to, they have to find their special place to, to fly <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I think no, I think you're totally right. That is exactly what they want you to, to get from those scenes and that there's Goro threatening his family. And like this is when he rises up. It's just that it, yeah. it seems um, it just seems incredibly random how their arcana is in any way. Also, terrible name for whatever it is we're talking about right now. Yeah, um, I feel like an idiot every time I say it. But <laughs> his arcana is that he has a police baton and then a sword and he's covered with a gold thing on his upper body, but not his lower body, just yeah. his upper body. And that is what happens when his family is threatened. 
And it's just, it's like, okay. I mean, again, the moment you start to think about this, it does kind of like fall away from you, but it is a little upsetting at how dumb it, how dumb it thinks it can be without you being upset by it. I thought it was going to go one of two ways. I thought either they were going to create a brand new character for um, them to drop into a brand new game, <laughs> or he was going to embody Scorpion. Yeah. Uh, I was kind yeah. of hoping for the latter, but I kind of wanted Scorpion. They <laughs> did tease it. Yeah. With the, with the rope, with the, with the bracelet that has the colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The bracelet, yeah. he gets um, the like Scorpion's kunai, like at some point in the movie. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys bring up a good point because I was kind of struggling with how the movie ended. You know, it seemed to me they were setting up Cole as being like the new Scorpion, like you're saying, Rainier, right? Um, but inexplicably, we see the original Scorpion come back and they team up to fight Sub Zero. So, <laughs> really odd. Um, I mean, number one, it goes against like how I feel about Mortal Kombat. It shouldn't be two against one, right? (laughs) One Mm -hmm. on one, right? (laughs) Come on. Uh, But the fact that there's the original Scorpion and this new character who, I mean, we never really get to figure out like what the heck this guy is about. Because I really thought they were leading towards, okay, he's the new Scorpion. And that to me would have made sense. But the way it ended, I, I just, yeah, I don't know. Like who he is, he he doesn't even have a code name. Like, come on, he doesn't have a cool Mortal Kombat name, right? Like, what the hell? He's Cole. Like, that's not cool. Oh, let's name <laughs> let's name him right now. <laughs> What's his Mortal Kombat name? <laughs> Disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That's yeah. me. That's my name for him. <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm gonna rep hard for for gold long sleeve T. That might be a little long, but I just think it's it's right on the nose, just like Mortal Kombat usually is. I was gonna gold go with tea. Gold, gold tea. Gonna... <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> I was gonna go with Gold's Gym. Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm not gonna. When I saw like he like got his Arcana and he got the police batons, my first thought was like, oh, is he Striker? Like, right? The, like. That's like it was like I know that's like a very like kind of lower tier Mortal Kombat character who's like a SWAT character in the games, but I was like, well, I guess he's working with Jack. Is this like Striker's origin? Is he gonna join with Jack at the end of the movie? <laughs> like, I I I wasn't really sure where they were gonna take it at the end. Yeah, but what did you think, Perfirio? What what's what's his name? I, I don't know. I thought they were going to give him something ridiculous like Golden Eagle or something like that. <laughs> See, now, there, yeah. there's a, a good Mortal Kombat name. You know, well, maybe not good, but it's a Mortal Kombat name. <laughs> and it's a lot yeah. better than Cole. Cole. Okay. So, I mean, we're, we're kind of getting into Bash territory here. Um, I think there are certainly some highlights to the movie. Maybe we can get into some of the good parts. Um, yeah, we talked a little bit a bit about fan service. There definitely are some uh, some fan service moments. Um, anyone want to call call out some some favorite little Mortal Kombat nods here? I did mention the one with Kung Lao and the hat. Right, there's a super gnarly scene where he splits. Um, let's see what's her name, Nitara, the the winged woman, in half. Right, like a buzzsaw. He surfs her onto the buzzsaw. Like yeah, he, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah like yeah. like a body surfer. Yeah, <laughs> that was nuts. 
Um, like I will say this for a movie uh, for for a video game franchise that is known for fatalities um we got a couple pretty awesome fatality scenes here there's that one and there is um jacks like exploding the guy's head with his metal arms Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was pretty dope yeah that was pretty good um any other fan moments you guys want to call out Hmm. i did i think it was cool scene oh go ahead go for it go for it i I thought it was cool scene like some like other characters we've never seen before like cabal and um you know just off the pop like not the popular ones like reptile and kano and sonia um who count or yeah um and the easter eggs like katana's fans like i said since i love katana and i was waiting to see her um but we saw her fans in the background melina i thought that was cool seeing her um yeah that that's why that was cool just seeing some like first time characters come to life i was gonna say that like i loved everything about sub-zero specifically um like all the move, like it, it, i feel like you got to see his entire move set pretty much like you saw the ice sword you saw him do that like ice faint where like he crouches and turns to ice um you saw like just about everything you could with Sub Zero, and so it's like, oh, yeah, like, like I'm sure, like I'm sure Sub Zero fans are gonna love this. <laughs> it. <laughs> you did, you did get to see a pretty good assortment of moves from Sub Zero. Although, I guess there is one big one missing: his finishing move, right, where That's he pulls true. the dude's spine out. The spine. <laughs> maybe, maybe the sequel. <laughs> leave us wanting more (laughs) (laughs) got my fingers crossed uh so the very end there's a fan moment right there is a a poster for johnny cage right um yeah how do you guys feel about johnny cage not being in the movie like that's a major mortal Kombat character um wasn't in it at all they're like man john claude van damme said no again (laughs) (laughs) we'll never get that guy second strike (laughs) he needs the money too like geez and he still said no (laughs) street fighter or nothing (laughs) yeah watching the original there was kind of a cool dynamic i mean the acting wasn't great but there was there was definitely chemistry between the three leads right lu kang sonia and johnny right they had some cool comedic moments and you kind of got to know them and and you definitely rooted for them right um so i think there was a little a little something missing here with with no Johnny Cage, I think. I think that um, Kano yeah. was probably filling up that that comic relief space. Yeah, and I I, I kind of actually wonder if they were if they were doing a little test because um, they knew that Johnny Cage would would everyone would want him back, but he's he's in the animated um, he's in two animated renditions of Mortal Kombat as well as being in that original movie. We've seen a lot of him, and I wonder if his his shtick, like he's he's kind of a misogynist. He might be a little bit of a racist at times. He's mostly an idiot, uh, which is fun and great. And that's kind of why we like him is that he is a truly despicable person and gets punished for it like every step of the way. Like that's kind of fun for this kind of franchise. But I think that putting those lines in sort of um, a villain's mouth like Kano, 
I wonder if they were doing some sort of test. Like, are people going to be upset that this sort of language is going to be in a Mortal Kombat thing? Because like the language here is really up from that original Mortal Kombat or really anything we've seen. Like yeah. it, it's really high. And he's out there. Sometimes Kano's really funny and I'm really enjoying his stuff. And other times I'm kind of going, this feels like you're just coming up with just pop culture references when you can. You're throwing them out kind of Deadpool style. Um yeah, so I, I just don't think that having Kano and Johnny Cage would have worked in the same movie. They're both doing the kind of the same thing. Um, maybe there's more room for him in the future, but I guess it's really is going to come down to who plays him and how they want to, right? Yeah. I, I, are, are you guys big fans? Is anyone a big fan of, of Mr. Cage here? As the character Johnny Cage? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I grew up loving Jean-Claude Van Damme movies and, you know, inherently i'll i'm a johnny cage fan too because to, to me they're pretty much one and the same you know in the original mortal kombat video games johnny cage even does the classic john claude van damme move where he does the splits and he does the punch to the nuts right yep. <laughs> so it's like it's like one and the same johnny cage is van damme so hmm. for that reason alone uh, I'm, I'm a johnny cage fan and yeah i would have loved to see him in this movie I would have expected to have seen him in some shape or form outside of just a poster. Yeah. Uh, a couple of notes on fan moments. Um, oh, I didn't mention after that awesome fatality from Kung Lao, he does say flawless victory. <laughs> so, flawless. <laughs> yeah. And there's a little thing with that. Yeah, that was cool. Um, Kano does say Kano wins. After he rips out the beating heart from uh, Reptile, right? So pretty cool. Um, and we were talking about the leg sweeps. They did a little play on that, right? Liu Kang swept the leg of Kano multiple times. They kept doing it over and over. That was a total video game nod, right? So Especially the way that, he, that they, he stands right back up in the same position, right? And gets knocked again, stands up again, gets knocked again. That's that's like, uh, you know, nine-year-old me playing with my cousins right there. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you know, says like, oh, yeah. You know, go ahead, Christian. So I feel like when Kano says, is that the only move you know? It's almost like that's something you would have said to your friend who keeps doing that to you. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes. And they would just keep doing it because uh, it mm -hmm. might be, but the point is that you still can't jump for some reason. <laughs> you throw your controller at the other person, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how you win. <laughs> Flawless victory. <laughs> nice. uh, one other fan moment. Uh, we talked about the, the Jack's finishing move we saw. Um, before he does that brain smashing thing against his opponent, I guess the name is Ryko. Um, Reiko is like dazed, right? And he's he's doing that thing right out of the video game, right? When it when the when the the text comes on the screen, finish him. Your opponent is in that like in that dazed state, right? They they did that, right? They did that exact thing. Reiko is like standing and like wobbling around, right? Straight out of the video game. So that was kind of cool to see too. Although one thing with that fatality that did disappoint me a little bit is that they were fighting in the pit and there's there's a fatality that you can only do the pit where you uppercut um, your opponent and they fall and then get hit with the spikes. Mm. And yeah. like when you see that arena, you're like, oh, crap, are they going to do it? Are they going to do the fatality? <laughs> 
And I really wanted them to do that fatality. Because <laughs> that was like the cool like stage fatality. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good catch. I didn't notice that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, at the same time, it's like, if you're going to set it up, you got to follow through, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Did not happen. Okay, any other thoughts in terms of uh, highlights, uh, things you liked? Oh, um, I would say like the first, like the very first scene, I think it's probably the best part of the movie, um, with, which sets up like Scorpion and Sub-Zero where, where like, you know, the Lin Kuei attack, attack uh, the Shirai Ru mm-hmm. and like kill everybody and kill Scor- Scorpion being like that's that's a cool fight like it's a great setup like like i remember seeing that scene i'm like this movie's gonna be awesome oh man i'm so pumped and and then of course the rest of the movie happened (laughs) the same way i feel like it started really strong and then it just 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 lost its way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I, i i agree with that i that that is really great and actually every scene with with scorpion or sub zero Honestly, it kind of feels like those two characters, because of the performance, because of that, you know, they're legit great actors and great performers. It almost feels like they're in a different movie than other people. Like they have this centuries long struggle that veers in and out of the afterlife. Like this is a lot bigger deal than um, Sonya Blade being like, oh, I won't kill Kano, but I have to kind of kill Kano. I want the mark, but I don't have it. Like it just has a a bigger uh, emotional weight to it. And so when it does come to the to those two, these two like smashing heads together, we've been fighting since 1617, man. And when they finally do get to fight in the cage at the end, like there is, there's just this really big feeling to that. There's a big feeling to those two characters that I, I wish the movie had kind of capitalized on for the rest of its cast. Um, I, I kind of wish there had been a little bit less jokey jokey. If, if you have this potential to tell something kind of this grand, uh, and that, that's something I really enjoyed about it. Just going off your point, Christian, is, man, so, be Han and uh, Hanzo. That's that's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. I could I could actually see that. Like, I, I would have preferred to have seen, like, maybe just a straight-up Scorpion movie or just Sub-Zero. And, you know, everything else could help supplement that story. Yeah. You know, it almost feels like they were going for this storyline of a new scorpion like lewis 10 becomes a new scorpion but maybe they ditched it like halfway because they're thinking oh you know what was cool that first scene we did the scorpion <laughs> versus sub-zero scene let's just do that at the end and finish the movie on that like yeah yeah, yeah let's just do that forget all this other crap we've been setting setting you up for <laughs> you know it kind of feels like that right i i i have a feeling that there there was some version of the script where Cole becomes the new Scorpion. And maybe they even shot like that ending. Um, Ooh, but they release, did... release the Cole cut. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> um, but yeah, they decided to go with what we got. All right. So um, yeah, I think we can get towards wrapping up. Any final thoughts on the new Marvel? Mortal Kombat movie? Do you guys think they left it open for a sequel? Oh, definitely. I mean, with that Johnny <laughs> yeah. Cage poster. Yeah, I, I mean, apparently... And what would that sequel look like to you guys? 
Hopefully a tournament. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I'd want. I would just want a tournament. That's that's it. Just get me get me two fighters in a ring, preferably surrounded by other people watching, and then have them transported to exotic locations where they destroy those locations in extreme ways and where it ends in a gory death. That please. The game. Would, yeah. I, I can't, I can't. Exactly. That's yes. Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> <laughs> love it my my expectation actually for this movie was like i would have loved to have seen it like game of death style where it's like you climb every oh. level and it's like new opponent here we go that would be fantastic yeah it's like I, either way better. yeah I, either way it has to be it has to be sequential it has to be one-on-one it has to be to the death or to forfeit right because we've seen that a couple times where someone's like yep. actually I, i'm not i don't want to fight you so we're gonna leave it alone yeah but it just has to be conclusive and it's it's about Earth Realm and an Otherworld and the under gods coming over. You got to be really confused by the mythology of the whole thing. That's what I just want. That give me that. Thank <laughs> you for this. I want this now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Rainier, you mentioned Game of Death. There's the tried and true formula. You know, there's Enter the Dragon, martial arts tournament. There's the original Mortal Kombat movie, martial arts tournament, Bloodsport, martial arts tournament, and there's an inherent upping the stakes with those kind of movies because as lesser fighters are eliminated you you get bigger stakes and then yeah uh, what you mentioned Vito um, you know duel to the death huge stakes right so it's just a you know an, an easy way to make a fun movie right um, and it becomes less complicated and um, I think you mentioned too uh, having a crowd I, I was surprised how much I missed that. Like just a crowd in the background, like cheering the fighters on that was completely missing here. Right. That, that was an element that I, I was, uh, you know, I felt like there's a void there. Right? It's like been from, the, um, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's just like half the movie blood sport, right. Is the crowd. Like the, it's the crowd that makes it everyone yeah. being like, Oh no, <laughs> like, you, need, you need to know how they're reacting to know how, how you should feel. Um, yeah they're like a character in the movie right like they're yeah they're they're chanting uh, a fighter's name and then they turn they turn on them and they go to the other fighter right that's that's like it's it's a lot of fun in these kind of movies right totally lacking Mm -hmm. on in this one i think the lack of crowds may have to do with like covid restrictions (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. right fortunately sub-zero and scorpion were fully masked <laughs> very good. And very Cabal. good. And Cabal and Cabal yeah. yes. A lot of those guys were masked though. Well, K- Kano's the kind of asshole that wouldn't, you know? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Anti Anti masker, yeah. Anti vaxxer, you know. Absolutely. Obviously. Yeah. I just I also just love it when he pulls out the heart and he looks, ah, it's a fucking beauty, isn't it? <laughs> I just love that. It was great. I, I rewound that clip a couple times. It's Kano wins and then it's a fucking beauty, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> good stuff okay uh so as we often do as we always do uh we're gonna rate this one on a scale of one to five who shall we start with how about you uh preferio what would you give this movie uh from one to five a two i thought it was entertaining I thought it was fun would i watch it again it maybe if i had a few drinks in me give me a few years and i'll probably watch it again but i mean at the end of the day it was a good action movie was it a good movie no but yeah that's why i said two to five okay up next how about you christian 
like I would probably uh, also say too. I think uh, you, everyone here, definitely hit the nail on the head pretty well with uh, a lot of the movie's problems. And while I really, as a fan of the series, I did enjoy a lot of the the nods and the fights. That yeah, like I did come out of this thinking like uh. That was fun, but, like, what was that at times, you know? And I'd be very curious to see, to show this movie to, like, a non-Mortal Kombat person and and see what they think. Because, like, there's a lot of, hey, I got that reference. Oh, I got that reference. But but the movie doesn't have, I guess, uh, you know, too much else past that, even though I did really enjoy those references and those, those, like, those real hits. And so, yeah, eh, two out of five is probably good. Maybe, maybe, maybe two, you know, 2.5, I guess. <laughs> cool. Uh, how about you, Rainier? Oh, you get a two. You get a two. Everyone gets two. <laughs> I'm going to give it a two. I mean, I think, I think it had good intentions, but it just, it just fell short. Got it. Ito, would you rate this one? If I could, I'd like to give a, a couple ratings real quick. Um, I'm going to I'm going to agree with the wall of twos, first of all, um, especially in discussion about this. I knew it wouldn't go well and it hasn't, <laughs> but that's only fair. Um, I would rate my first experience watching this movie a three because I had a great time. Um, just it's not one that's going to live in the brain well. But I would also say this isn't a dad movie just for my own personal ratings. <laughs> And then a final rating. I would rate my time with you guys. It's an easy five. Yeah, it's an easy five. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Love it. Awesome. coming on. I was very happy to do this. Likewise. This is very, very fun. I did. I didn't know it would be so fun, but I mean, hey, it's Mortal Kombat. How couldn't it be? Awesome. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, just our our conversation talking about how we watched this movie, and we all watched a lot of Mortal Kombat content recently and just the thought of like these grown men watching this ridiculous franchise like that kind of warms my heart in a lot of ways you know um but yeah um yeah we're gonna go across the board twos because i'm giving it a two also not a recommendation um Better than Mortal Kombat and Annihilation, <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> yes, there, there is that. Um, you know what else, too? Um, there are reasons to watch this movie. Um, like I alluded to earlier, the original Mortal Kombat movie is great, but you're really missing out on the blood of the video games, right? That, that's a staple that's a signature of the video game series, right? The violence, right? It was really missing. Um, and it was really telling watching it again, how tame that original movie is. It is, it is uh, not violent at all. <laughs> it's called Mortal Kombat, but there's no blood. The, the deaths are barely deaths. And it's crazy. There's a scene where uh, Goro kills this fighter named Art Lean. And it's supposed to be this shocking moment, right? Johnny, Sonia, and, and Luke Kang are watching in horror, right? Because Goro is killing Art Lean, right? And uh, Shang Tsung is like, finish him. And Goro lifts up Art Lean 
and you think he's going to like rip him in half, tear his head off, who knows what, right? And what does he do? He just kind of like kind of bonks him on the head (laughs) and apparently he's dead and Shang Tsung like takes his soul out. Very tame and like that's a fatality, right? So with this new one, what I'm driving at is you finally get to see like legit live action Mortal Kombat violence, right? So um, there is that. We talked about some cool fam moments. Uh, So it's not all bad. Um, but ultimately a big disappointment for me, you know, um, I've been talking about this a lot, but to me, this is not a Kung Fu flick. You know, I love Kung Fu flicks, Shaw brothers, Bruce Lee, Van Damme, Jackie Chan, Sonny Chiba. Mm. There's a long, great history of Kung Fu flicks, Kung Fu cinema. To me, this movie is not Kung Fu cinema. It's like a violent special effects movie with some martial arts in it. Leave it at that. It's not a Kung Fu movie. It is not a Kung Fu movie. Um, So, you know, with the positives in it, some cool fan moments, uh, the gore of the franchise we've been looking for, you know, that's in there. Um, But bottom line is, it's just not the Kung Fu movie I was looking for. With that, we can wrap up the episode. This is Farewell from Vito, Perfurio, Christian, Rainier, and Henry.